Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm here with my co-host Max Mallow and this is a highly anticipated review. Been talking about it for months now and we have finally seen the movie so we are going to review Army of the Dead. Yes, like Natalie said, highly anticipated. This was one of my like movies on my calendar. I was like, I can't wait for this to come out. I'm going to watch it immediately. Sit down. I'll make some popcorn. And I have so much to say about this movie and (laughs) something I do, you know, not like I'm not, not a bad thing per se, if people do this, but you know, when I'm unsure about a movie, I'll go watch other people review the movie and see if Mm -hmm. there's anything I might've missed that they picked up on that could help me formulate a better opinion in my own mind. And some of the reviews that I watched, um, it's it's what you'd expect with Zack Snyder. Either people like the movie or they hated the movie. And if they hated mm. the movie, it's largely in part to m- mostly what they think of Zack Snyder as a as a filmmaker. Um, now we'll get into you know we'll do a, a, a synopsis of the movie, talk about our favorite parts, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, but you know we'll also shout out some other reviews at the end that you should go check out and listen to that I personally liked that. Just blew my mind, and I'm like upset with myself that I didn't pick up on all the things that they caught because there's a lot in this movie, yeah, that is you could say a ripoff or a homage or whatever, but there's a lot of like hidden Easter eggs in this movie. Interesting, yeah. I read just like a few general reviews of the movie just to see, like, before I watched it, I didn't want to get into spoilers, obviously, but just looked at like Rotten Tomato score, like maybe a couple reviews, but I didn't go that deep into it. So I'm very curious to see um, what you have found because yeah, I agree. It's very much people really love or hate Zack Snyder. And I don't understand because I'm someone who likes him. I'm not like a fanatic, but I like him. And I think I could definitely say like one movie is good. Another movie is bad and not just be one way about it. So it's very interesting. I wonder how many people went into the movie just wanting to bash it and being like, this is going to be terrible because it's Zack Snyder and then gave it that review. I don't know. Yeah. Zack Snyder obviously is one of the most polarizing filmmakers in Hollywood currently. I, my favorite zombie movie is his Dawn of the Dead remake, the first movie Mm -hmm. he ever made. Um, Now James Gunn was also a part of that project and James Gunn is one of the best filmmakers uh, currently in Hollywood, especially in the, the superhero department, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy and the upcoming Suicide Squad sequel that he's manning, which I'm really excited for because he did a great job with Guardians, so I'm hoping Suicide Squad is better. Um, but it was like as soon as he started doing comic book movies, people started getting really upset. 
Like, yeah, why? Ba- Batman vs Superman is fair enough a mess, and yeah, it's all over the place. And he tried to do something different, but you can also appreciate him for trying to do something different. Uh, his Justice League version is infinitely better than Joss Whedon's Justice League. There's, it's just four hours long. Um, but it I is, didn't watch either. <laughs> you don't have to. It's really not important. Um, three hundred is like a visual spectacle. It's a gorgeous movie. I love Watchmen. I love his Watchmen movie. I love the Watchmen HBO series that came out that mm-hmm. uh, Damon Lindelof did. Absolutely fantastic. So the fact that he was coming back to do another zombie movie that is in a new universe, I was like, I don't, you know, like, whatever, I'm down. Like, you made my favorite yeah. zombie movie of all time. I'm so on board with this. And when we'll talk, like, I made a comparison to you, like, when we were just chatting during the week, I was like, this movie is like, <laughs> an ex-girlfriend it's like you really really want to love the movie but you're just hung up on some of the things that are bothering you um <laughs> for the reason why you broke up so we'll get into it it's gonna be a long one this is a two and a half hour long movie and it, it, sh- was, yeah. it shouldn't be it really shouldn't be um so buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> yes definitely this will this will be a fun one so before we get into our weekly horror news roundup We do have a PSA from Manscaped again, and you'll want to hear this one. So the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and in Canada. This new trimmer was just released recently, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. You can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. It's 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com, 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Pretty good deal, so check it out. Yeah, that free worldwide shipping is a nice little add-on. Yeah. For any uh, any any customers, or customers, yeah, customers uh, living abroad. Yeah. Any listeners of us who live abroad, <laughs> perhaps? Um, you want to get your hands on the, the new Lawnmower 4.0? Uh, go ahead and check it out. But of course, even before we get into our review of Army of the Dead, as everybody knows, we have to do our weekly horror news roundup. We're Natalie Scarrows the internet for everything you need to know, and she only needs to go to two websites this week: YouTube and Twitter. And we got YouTube.com. Yeah, we got two trailers, both of which um, one we it's like it's eye porn, uh, and the mm-hmm. other one is why. Um, yes. The first one is the eye porn. It is Edgar Wright's trailer for. Last Night in Soho, his new movie coming out starring Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy, two of the hottest actresses uh, in Hollywood right now, just absolutely skyrocketing in popularity. Thomason was in Jojo Rabbit, the Taika mm-hmm. Waititi film, um, which was fantastic. Anya Taylor-Joy, I mean, just right off of hosting SNL, The Witch, Split. New Queen's Mut- Gambit. Yeah, Queen's Gambit. Uh, <laughs> Not New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, New Mutants. She's the best part of that movie. Um, <laughs> and this movie, not a clue what it's about. I, I'm buying 20 copies of it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I am so excited for this movie. I've watched the trailer so many times. Again, not really sure what it is about. But if we want to read an official synopsis, maybe this will shed some light maybe it won't um so official synopsis a young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol a dazzling wannabe singer but 1960s london is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences 
So I'm assuming Anya Taylor-Joy, her character, is the idol of um, Thomas and Mackenzie. Um, that's all I got from that. Safe bet. Uh, and I'm down. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. The trailer looks so good. And I feel like this was being, you know, dubbed like a psychological thriller. But Edgar Wright, I mean, he's good for action movie, drama movies, comedy but not straight up horror. So I wasn't expecting it to be this scary of a movie as it seems. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the fans of Edgar Wright will know Shaun of the Dead, one of the best satirical zombie movies um, ever made, let alone one of the, like, that's probably a lot of people's favorite zombie movie. Zombie movie, yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, which is, you know, the best. A, a top three movie for me, arguably probably my favorite movie. Um, it's fantastic. Baby Driver was pretty controversial for people. There are people mm-hmm. who really loved it and people who weren't uh, a crazy fan of it. Uh, and of course, um, this new movie is just going to be hopefully a, uh, a another look at what Edgar Wright can do because he's a fantastic filmmaker. And this is a completely different tone from all the other movies that he's made. Um, Baby Driver is very much the heist movie. And Scott Pilgrim, just everything in Scott Pilgrim is amazing and is just what I want in a movie. Um, mm-hmm. So the the casting, the director, whatever that plot synopsis you read means, I'm down. Just give it to me. Like now. Stop. Just release it to my computer screen right now. Yeah, I'm feeling like this is going to be a crazy movie to watch in theaters. And it's coming out this October, so I'm sure we'll be seeing it in theaters. Um, it looks amazing. I am so excited to watch this. Yeah, hopes that we can get safely back into a theater in October, because this is one that I will not want to miss, for sure. Um, the next trailer is for a sequel to Escape Room. Um, the Tournament of Champions, Escape Room. So... <laughs> Okay. Um, for those who don't know, there was a movie called Escape Room, and it's like played on that popular pop culture trend of people going to escape rooms. Have you ever been to an escape room before? I have. Okay. Did you like it? Not really. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's everyone knows escape rooms. They were really, really popular in in the mid 2010s and stuff like that. Um, and they made a movie on it, which was essentially playing off of the Saw franchise and like crazy traps in a room that's supposed mm-hmm. to be modeled after an escape room in some company and have to make your way out of it. Obviously without the gore and the, the torture porn aspect of the Saw mm-hmm. franchise. Um, and I thought that was the only movie that was going to be made, but no, there's a, there's a, a tournament of champions sequel coming out now. Tournament of Champions is something that like I would like Dragon Ball Z. I totally yeah. get a Tournament of Champions. This is a weird subtitle for a sequel. This is a tournament we needed in Mortal Kombat. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my god, fantastic reference. Yeah, where um, was it? Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't watch the original Escape Room, so I don't really have any interest in this, but I did watch the trailer. And I don't understand it. Now they're in a subway in New York. They got out of the escape room, but now they're in a subway just riding along, minding their business. And, oh, my God, it stops. And now you have to figure out a way to escape. And then the one guy's like, it's like a tournament of champions. And 
I just will never watch this movie. I don't think. Yeah. For like, we'll talk about Zack Snyder's writing in army of the dead, but that line was extremely cringe out of this trailer. Painful. Oh, it's just like, you gotta be kidding me. So, yeah, because it's not supposed to be funny. It's not. And I guess the whole premise is like people who have won previous escape room death challenges are now going to be in a, a competition to see who can survive and be the, the champion of champions. This mm-hmm. is this is silly. This is goofy. Um it's PG thirteen, so it's not again, it's not gonna be like a gore fest that you would want out of something like Saw. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe we can review the first one, and if that's worth it, we can maybe talk about the second one when it comes out. But this is one yeah. of the theaters I'm not like I'm not excited for. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like I'm not above watching any horror movie, so like I would watch the first one just to see. I'm just like you said, I'm not particularly excited or jumping at the chance. Same. Um, so yeah, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Those are the two trailers. The other headline uh, from Variety, which uh, came across both of our feeds yesterday uh, when the the news broke, um, is that there is a new installment coming to the Evil Dead franchise on HBO Max um, Mm -hmm. called Evil Dead Rise. And Sam Raimi is heading the project. And uh, I mean... Let's go. We talked about how much we loved the Evil Dead remake uh, in our remakes and sequels episode mm-hmm. months back now. Um, we've been wanting another sequel in this franchise, and we're getting it. Yeah, I'm really excited. When I saw like that it's, it's not going to get a theatrical re- release, or I think it's not going to get a theatrical release in the United States at least, so... At first, that's kind of alarming. It's like when your favorite franchise comes out with a new movie years later and it's straight to DVD and you're like, oh no, this is going to be terrible, but I need to watch it anyway. But that's not the case. HBO Max, of course, they have so many good new releases coming out that's going to be exclusive to HBO Max. And like you said, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are going to be executive producers. So they're on board. Bruce Campbell is not going to be in the movie, but he'll be involved. So... This is promising, and I'm definitely excited. Yes, and the filmmaker who will be directing the movie is Lee Cronin, uh, who did a movie called The Hole in the Ground, and he was apparently handpicked by Raimi and Campbell to write and direct the movie. So that's coming straight from Variety, and that is uh, exciting because if if Raimi and and Bruce trust him to make the movie, then we have to trust it, right? Um, Yeah. The two minds behind... Uh, Evil Dead essentially and it's going to be a sequel to the original trilogy so Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness it's not going to be off the reboot that we uh, we loved but yeah. that that's uh, it's totally fine I wasn't that big of a fan of the stars TV show I couldn't really get into it yeah I think it was more like comedy than horror for yeah. me um, and this movie is going to center around uh what Variety is describing in the article is two estranged sisters uh, who are being portrayed by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Um, that could be a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> so many S's. Um, and it says their reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Now I'm down. <laughs> Literally, just I have nothing else to say, but I'm down. Yeah, that that our podcast should have been called "I'm Down" instead of "One Good Scare." Because yeah, 
you know, if if it gets the um down approval from both of us, you you know it's a good movie. <laughs> or yeah, it's exactly. gonna be good. Yeah, it has potential. I'm excited for this. And then that the hole in the ground movie um that Lee Cronin directed, I haven't watched it, but it's an A twenty four movie, so I might check it out. For sure. Yeah, let me know how it is. Um and if it's worth reviewing for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's your weekly horror news roundup. Let us know uh, what movie announcement trail you're most excited for. I think a lot of people will lean towards Last Night in Soho because of how anticipated that movie was, um, or is rather, you know, just based on uh, Edgar Wright and Anya Taylor Joy. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, Evil Dead Rise is a huge announcement. I was hoping that they would come out with a new property soon or a new project for the franchise because. Uh, Again, that that reboot is one of the best ever made, um, in our opinion. So yeah, really excited for that. So let us know in the comments, of course, or you can tweet at us. Uh, but now it is time for our extensive review of Zack Snyder's <laughs> Army of the Dead. Yeah, so I think we can get right into it. Um, I think we can both agree that the beginning is a lot stronger than the ending. I think it kind of dwindles as it goes on. So Higher energy levels, the beginning, let's go. I think the opening scene was so good. For sure. This movie starts off with a bang. Um, Though it's also a little weird in the beginning. Like, again, this movie is so many things. And I don't know at times after watching all the the takes I've from like the the YouTubers and the the channels that I really like, like Red Letter Media um, and Chris Stuckman and stuff and just being like, is this on purpose as mm-hmm. like a satirical thing? Is it like, it's so on the nose or is it just like a trope that was put into the movie to get the plot further along? Because the movie opens up with, uh, this caravan of soldiers transporting something, um, you know, and there's so many details here. First off, it's the first, the four horsemen and they're leaving area 51. They're transporting something. Uh, and they're joking about like, oh yeah, it's the original copy of the Constitution, and you know, <laughs> it's it's you know could be something. And like, th- I thought this was like funny at first, but people thought this was hella cringy. I was like, I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, and then I don't know if you caught up on this or picked up yeah. in your first viewing, and I didn't until I was listening to some other reviews. There are two like beaming lights in the beginning when they're leaving Area 51 that people believe are like UFOs and aliens. What? Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's not like it's like tiny off screen. It's like easy to pick up. It's right in front of your eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. So the fan theories for this movie are out of this world. Um <laughs> but anyway, they leave Area 51, they're transporting something. Uh, four cars, four horsemen. Um, and then we also pan over to a couple who are driving uh, in a car and they appear to be heading in a in a collision, um, as <laughs> we would immediately expect. And this guy is just getting some... Um, some uh, uh, it's Roadhead. I, there's no other way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. There's no other way to describe it. I know. It. I was thinking, what's like the technical term? And I was like, no, it's even worse. Yeah. It, he, this man is getting Roadhead from his yeah. newly... Uh, I think they like just got married in Vegas or whatever. Totally makes sense for the setting. Um, mm-hmm. And you just know that there's going to be a crash. And there is one. They crash into each other. And there's a massive explosion uh, that 
is right out of an action movie. And I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. This is cool. Um, and immediately they're killed. What a way to go out. Um, freshly married. And that's it. You're dead. Um, the the container that they're transporting falls over. It opens up. And immediately the thought is, okay, there's a zombie in there or something that they're transporting. Because obviously you're watching a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it breaks out. And a crazy sequence occurs where uh, our main zombie antagonist that we know is uh, later called in the film Zeus um, kills a bunch of the soldiers. And uh, after doing so, they are uh, they set out over the skyline of Las Vegas and we get one of the best opening credit sequences that I've seen in a movie. Yes, I agree. I absolutely loved it. So then now we cut to a sequence of Viva Las Vegas playing the song and the zombies are just taking over Las Vegas, getting into every casino, killing every single person. The blood is so good in this movie. And this is obviously all when it starts extremely, extremely bloody. If anyone doesn't like blood, don't watch this movie. Um, but so good. I loved like the pacing of this sequence. And I thought that it was just so fun to see people when you're in Vegas, you're like ready to party. Obviously you're, you have like a different mindset and I feel like they showcase like everyone like gambling, like having a good time going crazy and then just dead. Yeah. The juxtaposition was so cool. I, uh, the, some of the visuals too, um, Mm -hmm of things that just make Las Vegas, Las Vegas that you're talking about. Like there's a Liberace impersonator. Mm -hmm. There's there's Elvis. um, And, you know, there's a scene where something is falling to, to squash a bunch of zombies and the music goes, watch out Elvis as the thing is falling on him. Just fun little tidbits in there. um, You know, scenes of, of our main characters getting introduced um, Mm -hmm. as, you know, we're expecting that they're part of the military going in to rescue survivors from Las Vegas. Uh, We get stills of Dave Bautista and De La Guerra, um, Omari Hardwick, who's Vandero, who everyone should know as Ghost from the star show Power. Um, Mm -hmm. Just uh, an awesome montage. Um, And my favorite scene from this entire thing, um, outside of like Zeus setting up uh, his his base at this fictional Olympus Casino. Makes sense. Yeah. His name is Zeus, Olympus. You know, you understand. Um, <laughs> is the the scene where this helpless uh, soldier is falling to the ground from his parachute. Like either he had to jump off something or he got ejected out of his, his plane or whatever. And he's shooting zombies below him, but he's running out of ammo and this giant white parachute ends up covering him as he falls. And then it just, fills up with blood it was just amazing mm-hmm. fantastic cinematography right here yeah definitely so i feel like once this started i was like all right we're in for something like i'm fully in it right now definitely um and yeah that's our opening credit sequence all of our characters kind of get introduced through some stills uh, and some action shots and our i think our general idea was that this movie kind of takes place like the rest of the world is kind of okay outside of Las mm-hmm. Vegas. We we had that hunch uh, from a couple yeah. of trailers that we watched, um, and that's what happens. Um, Las Vegas has been quarantined off by a bunch of containers, and our our main character, uh, Dave Batista, aka Mr. Scott Ward, um, is working as a uh, as a short order cook uh, in a burger joint, and we get our uh, 
our, our plot kind of laid out for us by this guy named Bly Tanaka, uh, who's played by Hiroyuki Sonata, who was just in the Mortal Kombat movie that came out. Uh, and he wants him to go into Vegas and recover a lot of money from a casino because the military is blowing up Las Vegas with a nuke. Um, because they somehow work into the plot that Las Vegas is no longer part of the United States and blowing it up with a nuke is totally fun. Yeah. Am I crazy or like, is 200 million not that much money to go and do all of that? I would say no. Yeah. Total, like <laughs> based on all the things that is set up, like we see that it's literally, it's a, a literally a, a zombie army essentially. Yeah. Um, playing off the name of the movie um, that has taken over Las Vegas. They're not going anywhere and going in seems like a very terrible idea for a bunch of money, but you know, money's motivation. Um, and that's, I have no problem with that kind of being the plot. If it was oh, like a yeah. billion dollars, maybe that's a little too unrealistic. 500 million, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. But I totally get what you're saying. I just love that once he agrees to it, and then he goes with his main partner, uh, um, Maria, who's played by Ana de la Guerra. Um, mm -hmm. They're like, okay, we'll split. We'll each get 15 million, whatever it is. And then slowly but surely, as they recruit their team, they're offering them less and less money. I loved that. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. And each time they offered the money, I was like, are you kidding me? Why would you do that? Be especially, I don't know. I mean, they all have their own circumstances, which I feel like for some of them they explained really well, like why they would want the money. Others, not so much. But yeah, that was that was really funny. How towards the end it was like, all right, you're getting like one million, or no, you're getting like a hundred thousand or something. I think was like the lowest one. It's like no way in hell would I do that. Definitely, and like it kind of sets this. It sets the stage for like different characters and their motivations of being like why mm -hmm. that amount of money is important to them. Um, you know, most notably uh, with Marianne Peters, who's played by Tig Notaro, who's the the pilot in the group, essentially. Um, I think they offer her like $2 million or something. And she's like, I very much hate my life. Yes, of course, two, $2 million, whatever. Don't tell me what the risks are. Yes, I'm doing it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, Tig Notaro was fantastic in this movie. And mm -hmm. it's... Uh, you know, very noteworthy that, of course, she was recasted for Chris Delia, who was supposed to be in the movie, but of course, he had all the allegations that came out against him. Um, Zack Snyder filmed all of her scenes in the movie on a green screen. She was never on yes. set with the rest That's of the, the crew. I know it's it's and nothing uh, in the movie with her in it felt jarring at all, which was awesome. Yeah, same. That was like the first thing that I thought of when I watched it was like, did like did Chris Delia like were his scenes filmed already? Did they create a new character for Tignataro? What was it? And when I read what actually happened, I was mind blown because he, she fit in perfectly. Didn't seem like she was not actually there with any of the characters. She did such a great job. For sure. Um, more Tignataro in movies. That's, that's yeah. my, one of my main takeaways from army of the dead. Um, so yeah, before we go into our final break, uh, the, the rest of the opening plays out um, with, Scott and Maria going through and recruiting the rest of the team. They get uh, Vandero, um, who is kind of their 
their their trio right there. That's the main trio of the group. You have mm-hmm. um, Marianne Tignataro. You have the German safecracker Ludwig Dieter, uh, who's played by Matthias uh, Schwieghofer, who I hope I didn't just butcher <laughs> his name. Um, he is one of my favorite characters in the entire movie. He Me is too. hilarious. Um, you have YouTuber um, Mikey Guzman, who's played by Raul Castillo, um, mm-hmm. who is also awesome in this movie. Um, Samantha Wynn, who plays Chambers, his partner, uh, like second in command, I guess, to his like YouTube business, I YouTube guess. YouTube show, yeah. Um, where it's called like Guzman of the Dead, and he just goes around shooting zombies on YouTube, which is hilarious. Um, it would happen. And um, and that's your main core group of uh, of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're all set up and then ready to go. Uh, so let's take our first quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay, and then a big part of this movie, which we're kind of introduced in around this part too, is the emotional, sentimental part, which I didn't necessarily like at all. Um, so we meet Scott's daughter, Kate, who we quickly find out that they're not really on good terms. Um, we later find out, you know, Scott had to kill his wife, her mom, because she turned into a zombie years ago. So we get kind of that disposition of what happened between them. So of course they're kind of estranged. They don't have a good relationship. Um, but Kate works at the quarantine camp right outside. Um, so Scott goes there and kind of tells her what's going on. And then, of course, Kate wants to come because one of her friends in the quarantine camp just recently went in and she wants to go save her. Right off the bat, no, I'm like, absolutely not. Of course, Scott tries to keep her from going in and she's basically just like, well, if you don't let me go with you and protect me, I'm just going to go in and probably get killed, which was the most annoying thing ever. But she's his daughter. He says yes. And that's when we start all the unnecessary emotional quote unquote scenes. I say quote unquote because terribly like the, the dialogue is terrible and the sentimental parts is like, I don't care about these people. I just want to see, you know, this story play out. Yeah. Um, this is thrown in during the whole team building sequence. And then after they leave, um, Martin, who is part of Tanaka's team, uh, is sent in with them, and you kind of get like a whole like spooky like, "Ooh, is he going to turn on them? Like, what's his real mm-hmm. motivation?" Um, kind of vibe from that. But the the whole camp that's outside of Las Vegas, I wasn't sure if there was like a social commentary on like like um, the the border and immigration or anything like that. that they were talking uh, that was obviously in the news uh, for the past couple of years and stuff um, mm-hmm. with the the last president of the United States, um, but. You know, it was just um, it was just a very interesting angle that I didn't think was like necessary for this movie. It felt like uh, this is something that like a studio would have cut out from a Zack Snyder film, and then when mm-hmm. he released his, and then like they still would have yeah. left parts of it in the movie, and you'd been like, why did Zack put that in the movie? And then you could watch his cut of the movie, and you'd be like, oh well, the, all these scenes were taken out to explain the motivation behind why this character is here. But no, these characters are here in the beginning, and it's just silly. Like you get this uh, this Gita character who becomes a, a side plot. Uh, to the group's mission of getting the money, you have uh, the coy- uh, the coyote, who's one of the most important characters and one of the most badass characters in the movie, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you have 
the 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 third kind of new character added to the group who is uh Burt Cummings who's played by uh Thea Rossi um who's mm-hmm. just a a creep and a, a predator essentially um like Thea Rossi is amazing I loved him in Sons of Anarchy as Juice um but it's just like by the time they get like after they build the first team they're just like here's more people here's more people here's yeah. more people um and the money joke continues along because when they're trying to go in, uh, Coyote is like, okay, we need to bring one more person. And they bring uh, Mr. Cummings along here. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, why are you bringing him in? Like, please, absolutely why? He doesn't need to be in this movie like much further after this. Um, and they're like, $20,000? He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll make $20,000. Who cares? Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, just a lot of things being set up here. And at this point, before we go in, I this is where it comes back into my mind of like, is this on purpose? Is this satirical on the nose stuff out of Zack Snyder? Or is it just bloated screenwriting? Because yeah. um, the way the money joke kind of progresses along, right? You think in the back of your mind, is there going to be something in this movie? In the same way that they do it in heist movies, because this is very much a heist zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um that members of the group, this ragtag group, are like, wait, how much are you getting paid? Oh, you're getting paid that much? I want to get paid that much. And then the group implodes, right? And that mm-hmm. leads to some bad stuff happening. No, that never happens once in the movie. Um, you have Martin, who you think is supposed to be this big, terrible guy, and we'll get into him later. Uh, but he's very very much randomly added to this group. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's too much of a red herring, right? Like, is his character supposed to be a red herring? Or is it like just bad like screenwriting? Like I don't yeah. I don't know. Um what did you make of it? Did you have any like thoughts about any of this? Uh, I mean, I kind of just thought that it was taking too long to kind of it's weird. I didn't really like the pacing throughout like any of the movie because I feel like it started right, and then like right as it started, it's like okay, here's your mission. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna find these people. Scott finds his team, and then it kind of just like stops, and it's like so slow for a little bit. And it's like okay, I I I just don't like how it did that. Like especially with the emotional parts, like I keep talking about. I feel like they needed to be fleshed out more to make an impact, but the movie's already so long, there's no chance to do it. So they should have just like cut that out, did something else, I don't know. And then with Martin, I was kind of just like, okay, he's going to be a bad guy in some way. Or he could have just been like comedic relief where like he's just like an asshole to be an asshole. So I wasn't really sure what to make of him in the beginning. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I share the same sentiments that you do. Um, and it's not to say that these um, the storylines aren't kind of believable, right? It's not like the actors are doing a bad job. It's just that the dialogue that was written for them. Um, yeah. I, I think Dave Bautista did great in this movie in terms of showing mm-hmm. a bit of range compared to just being Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and I want more Dave Bautista movies after this for sure. I thought he was... Uh, he was great in this. It's just that at points, some of the dialogue and, and the screenwriting doesn't lend to the whole plot of the movie. And he suffers mm-hmm. because of that. Um, so yeah, that's your full ride tag group. I'll try to run down the list one more time. Uh, Scott, <laughs> cause there's a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, 
Scott, Kate, Vandero, Maria, uh, Burt Cummings, which is just a name <laughs> for uh, a guy who's playing a predator. Um, Ludwig, uh, Dieter, uh, they all call him Dieter. Um, Lily, AKA, uh, Coyote. Um, Marianne, Mikey Guzman, uh, Mar- uh, Martin. Yeah. Martin, um, Chambers and Chambers. Yeah. And that's your full, your full group. And they, they, they go in the whole point of coyote. Is she's able to smuggle them into Las Vegas. Cause it's, uh, it's quarantined off. Um, and they, uh, they go in through the containers, which is like, I was like, that's a little too easy to get inside. Las yeah. Vegas, right. Totally. Um, but they sneak in and all around them. And this is a common complaint I heard from everyone else doing a review uh, of this movie is that when they walk outside, it's obviously very hot. It's Las Vegas. Um, there are just these dried out zombies all piled up and um, immobile on the ground in the, the heart of the, the containment zone. And um, they're like, what the hell is this? And they're like the shamblers, the shamblers is a the name they commonly use to refer to zombies. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, they dried out, you know, nowhere to go. Uh, and they all just come here, but you know, when it rains, they all wake up for a bit. And I was like, "Oh shit, are we gonna get like a, a scene where it just starts thunderstorming and all these zombies come back to life, and it's some crazy mad dash to get out of Vegas?" Um, no, that doesn't happen at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love that part because I feel like it wasn't explained well. Also, I was like, "Since when?" You know, if it was, I was like, like you said, if it paid off in the end and there was like a super cool scene, sure. But I feel like it was just a random thing that didn't amount to anything. Like, what was the point? I don't really understand. Yeah. And I'm a massive fan of his movies, right? But I can yeah. also critique him when he makes bad screenwriting de- uh, decisions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the the whole bit with the zombies on the ground, the shamblers is it supposed to just be like another red herring where it's like, ah, this is going to come right. Ah, nah, it's just subversion. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't really like that part. I was very much scratching my head and hoping it would mean something, but I don't think that it did. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but it never comes back into play. All these zombie corpses on the ground. Um, they're, they're just there. Um, they're not a main, part of the movie, essentially these, these shamblers. Um, so they start to navigate to the city. It's a bit quiet, like too quiet. Um, and then we get, uh, some very interesting aspects of the movie where, um, Zeus is, is more described and his, his zombie queen. Um, because, uh, coyote takes, uh, Mr. Cummings out into the middle of a little intersection and she shoots him in the leg. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, and it turns out that uh, the coyote knows a lot about how these these zombies operate, these alpha zombies, mm-hmm. um, who are your your tried and true Zack Snyder zombies. They they move faster, they're smarter, etc. Um, different than Dawn of the Dead, but more advanced. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, she she's like, we need to bargain with them for safe passage or something like that. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? Um, yeah, but that's when uh, Zeus and the queen are introduced. And this is where the, I, like I started to lose it, but then the movie reeled me back in. Cause this was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I feel like moments leading up to it, I was like, oh, it clicked in my head. Like, you need to sacrifice someone to get through. Okay, cool. I thought it was really cool and interesting take on zombies to have the shamblers, the ones that are kind of just your everyday zombie, no brain, just going for kills and everything like that. And then the alphas who have feelings. I don't know how smart they are, but they're pretty smart and they have genuine emotion. So I thought that was really cool that um, Lily came in and knew, you know, this is what we have to do to get through and Cummings, you're up. You you go. Yeah. Obviously he was the guy to go. Um, yep. <laughs> and this is where even more horror tropes come into play because you're like, okay, th this guy's an asshole. We as the viewers want him to die a yeah. gruesome death, right? Tarried open by zombies, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe he like he screws the team over later in the mission, and it leads to somebody getting killed, but he dies in a gruesome manner. Like That would be awesome, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, no, that's subverted immediately because he kind of gets sacrificed. Uh, and it's extremely interesting because you get to learn more about the zombies, um, the alphas who have kind of taken over the territory. Um, and is this a societal like social commentary on like, Nah, these these normal people don't matter. It's all about the elites who live and control everything at this this uh, I guess casino, uh, the Olympus, whatever the base. Um, mm -hmm. Who knows? I I might just be reading too much into this movie. <laughs> and I feel like all of the theories are like when you had to read um, books in like English class in high school and middle school, and like people would. All of, like the analyzing you had to do, and people were like, "The author never even meant this. Your English teacher is just going off out of nowhere." For sure, and I totally <laughs> might be doing that, and I apologize to anybody who might not like it. But again, I really want to love this movie. Yeah. Um, so he gets sacrificed. Uh, we also get the tiger introduced, Valentine. Um, another fun Las yeah. Vegas reference here because Coyote is like, yeah, it used to be Siegfried and Roy's, who are obviously the famous um, performing um, duo from. Las Vegas with tigers. Um, and okay. Valentine looks amazing. The tiger is awesome. Uh, apparently, it was a boatload of CGI money, which is like, mm, cool. Sure. Whatever you want to spend, make five of them. I don't care. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Bert is taken off to the Olympus uh, and they are granted safe passage throughout the rest of the town. Um, and where do you want to go now? Do you want to kind of go with the what happens with Bert and the alpha zombies and talk about them? Or do you want to kind of progress with, with Martin and what happens with coyote? Um, maybe with Martin. Okay. I'm trying to think of like how it happened in the movie, but I honestly can't remember. Yeah. I mean, they kind of happen simultaneously, right? It's, yeah. the, it's the two main plots of the, of the, the middle part of the movie. Um, but yeah, starting off with Martin, um, he becomes the asshole that we all expected him to be. Um, he's there for different motivations um, mm -hmm. for Mr. Tanaka. Uh, and he recruits uh, Coyote to do something. Um, and we don't know what it is yet. Um, and we don't know if it's like going, how it's going to screw over the rest of the team. But we know that it's going to play some part um, in the movie eventually. Um, and that leads them to getting to one of the casinos because they're like, yeah, we're not walking on the streets. We're going through some casinos. Um mm -hmm. And this is the only part of the movie where shamblers are a threat to what's going on um, because the the area that they're walking through is like infested with zombies who are not moving. It has to be a very like quiet stealth mission. 
Um, and Martin tries to screw over Chambers, um, which sucks. And I don't. I didn't understand why. Yeah, it's just like, is he just trying to take him out one by one? I, I'm unsure. Um, or like, was he like, yeah, that's the that's the biggest threat right now to the group. I yeah. Need to take out Chambers. Um, but they're like, I think it's like a kitchen. Um, that ties into like an auditorium, mm-hmm. like dining area mm-hmm. of a casino. Um, and she gets kind of trapped in by zombies. You think she's dead. She's not making it out alive. And they're like, where's Chambers? Like, ah, oh, she's gone. I don't know. Gotta leave her. We gotta go. Um, but she has an awesome five to seven minutes of just uh, action screen time, killing mm-hmm. a bunch of zombies. The The fight choreography in this movie is top tier. Um, and you know, you think that she gets eaten and that's the the rest we see her of. Um, but no, as they're trying to leave, she busts through the window and survived all of the, all of the crazy zombies. Um, but then she gets overrun by more zombies and, and Mikey Guzman, um, has to watch as her, as his friend, um, is kind of taken alive by the zombies and he, he shoots the gas canister on the back, which is meant to, uh, we forgot about that. The whole point of, of Marianne is she's the pilot. There's a, helicopter yeah. there's so much in this goddamn movie um I know. there's a helicopter on top of the casino that's how they're getting out of there they're flying the helicopter away they got to bring gas to fill up the helicopter everyone was carrying a gas canister she dies because they shoot the gas canister on her back sacrificing her to take out the rest of the zombies boom mm-hmm. that's all yeah okay i cut that off my chest <laughs> yes and of course they have many scenes of this movie that's just like classic cheesy action of like there's a huge explosion, but everyone that was like one inch away from it is completely unscathed. And they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Let's keep going. It's like, whatever. <laughs> so much. Um, so yeah, that's the the main kind of, um, trouble that the group has on their way to the, the, the casino, uh, to, to get to the safe. Um, mm-hmm. and on the other side of it, you have what's happening with, uh, with Mr. Burt, um, over at Olympus and Zeus is taking him to be sacrificed or something. You don't understand uh, kind of what's going on in their whole ceremony, but it's relayed to you that uh, of the alpha zombies, Zeus is the only one who can turn mm-hmm. other people into alpha zombies. And he is the king of, of this little empire. Um, and there's a, a weird hint at the queen being pregnant with a baby for whatever reason, but that's part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and the the upsetting thing about this is that, like we said, you want this guy to die a gruesome death because he's a piece of shit. He doesn't get a gruesome death. Um, he just gets turned into a zombie and mm-hmm. uh, he gets carted away and like kind of carried as like a kind of like a, a, a prophet, messiah type of... It's really yeah. weird. It's really, really yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, like a new king of the king of the place. He's like oh, one of us. Ooh, one of us, and he's just getting carried off. I was like, okay, well, he's like, I guess like the zombies don't give a crap if you're a terrible person as a human or whatever. You're still going to be turned into a zombie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Zeus just wants more people for his army, I guess. Um, he gets infected, and they finally make it to the casino. Um, at the casino, uh, the whole bit with the safe plays out um, and we get another ex- a very interesting fan theory that plays into this movie. Yet another one. Um, the First of all, the, the comedic bits with Vandero and Dieter are one of my favorite parts of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Dieter is hilarious as the safe cracker. Yeah, um, he's really funny. He, he's there to, to break open 
Gotodamarung, um, which is another <laughs> reference in and of itself. I just, we can't dedicate time to every single reference in this movie. Um, but the, uh, you know, it's explained by Tanaka that every, uh, there's like th- steps of like non-lethal deterrent tactics to get people away from the, the, um, the, the safe, the safe. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, what do we do? Um, and like, well, Vandro's like, I'll be right back. And they go upstairs and they get the zombie and he sends a zombie down and the zombie's like, uh, wait a second. And he turns around and he's like, I'm going to eat you guys. And he's like, no, you're not <laughs> like just hilarious, like fun bits of comedy in this movie. Yeah. Um, they finally get one. Uh, the zombie eats some like tranquilizer darts. Um, but of course it's a zombie, so it doesn't affect it. Um, mm-hmm. It keeps going forward. It gets lit up by two machine guns that pop out of the wall. And they're like, I thought you said this was non-lethal. Um, and everyone's kind of freaking out at this. And right. then the third bit is he just walks forward and gets smushed with some CGI digital gore. Finally, some like actual gory like zombie guts and tests and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Which was fun. Yeah, I liked it. I Like I said, the blood and the gore was really good in this movie. They did not short any of it at all. Yeah. Um, at that point in the movie, it's like, it's a little slow, you know? It's like yeah. a lot going on that they have to take this time to do this comedic bit. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, they make it to the safe. Uh, and Dieter is uh, is set to work to try to unlock this big magical safe that's supposed to be one of the most difficult in the world to open. Um, mm-hmm. And as that is going on, um, some more side plot stuff takes place. Uh, and we have the main human plot line break off into two other plot lines, um, which is a lot. Do you want to take a break or do you want to go into these? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is when it was kind of losing me in the movie. So yeah, a lot is happening. So let's take our final break and try to explain what's happening. Cool. Okay, cool. So what happens next? (laughs) Are you asking me or do you know? (laughs) You know I mean? Martin and the Queen, that whole thing. Yeah, so we have, yeah, that's the first one. That's the major one. Um, I like this one. Yeah, so do I. Um, <laughs> you you figure out Martin's plan um, as to as to why he recruited Coyote. Um, they go out back into the center of town, and uh, Martin's motivations to being there now are to capture the head of an alpha um, mm-hmm. because the alphas can uh, obviously turn other zombies. Um, Sorry. Yeah, they can turn zombies. Zeus is the only one that can control them or something like that. I, however, yeah, I feel like it was, a little, it was a little confusing. However it works out. But either way, the queen's head is very, very important because mm-hmm. it can control the zombies and you can create an army of the dead. Um, and that is worth more money to Tanaka's people than $200 million in the safe, which is understandable i guess in this in this fictional world um mm-hmm. and that's kind of hinted at in the beginning because there are a lot of army people with tanaka um when scott accepts the job so um they uh they trap the queen and i'm like what is going on here because he's like kind of like straddles her from behind and mm-hmm. i'm like is he like putting like a muzzle on her like is he carrying i was like what is going on and then no he's got like a razor wire and he like yeah. Beheads her. I was like, whoa! No, the queen is dead. We didn't get to see much of the queen. That sucks. Yeah, I feel like at first I was confused about it because the fact that, like, 
Tanaka like wanted her head or wanted her blood, whatever it is. I feel like it wasn't that explicit where it should have been a bigger reveal because then it, I was like, okay, like he needs to bring back her head. Oh, so he didn't want the money at all. This was the whole plan the whole time. I don't know. I feel like it was a good scene, but it needed more like momentum to keep us going. Yeah. Like I didn't believe at the end of the movie, um, quickly mentioning this, that like Tanaka was trying to just use the rest of the team as a sacrifice. Like if they got out with the money, mm-hmm. like in this theoretical thing, I'm in, in his mind that I'm kind of hoping that Zack Snyder meant with his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that like, yeah, if they make it out with the money, cool. If they don't, uh, oh, well, that sucks. But I'm here for the head of the zombie, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't believe he had like extremely evil intentions in his own to screw over Scott's team. Um, which is probably a fault of the movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, one way or the other of his motivations, uh, they take the queen's head, they put it in a bag, um, and it's like, this is the ultimate WMD. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. Um, but you immediately know that this is going to be a very uh, important part in what happens in the climax of this movie, especially the third act, because... Uh, the queen is screeching. Uh, she's very upset. Zeus finds the body of the queen. Um, obviously, the body being detached from the head, uh, the head still operates. It's a zombie, right? You don't yeah. need to kill the brain of a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the body is brought back to Olympus after Zeus finds it, and uh, he uh, goes uh, it, uh, digging. Um, yeah, for, and this is when it's, it's like. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, this is when it's made explicit of like, okay, she had a baby inside her. She was pregnant. And it's like, oh, that's sad and gross. So I thought, I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of cool. Pretty gross. Yeah. Um, apparently they can reproduce. Um, <laughs> the zombie is like has like a bluish tint to it before it like kind of fades away, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Which leads more into the whole theory that the alpha zombies are not from this planet and the UFOs and everything like that mm-hmm. or experiments in area 51, because like if Zeus can reproduce, was he human at one point? Was he experimented on people noticed that he had dog tags around his chest and so maybe he was. A yeah. Soldier. Yeah. I noticed that too. Or I think my boyfriend pointed it out to me and, and it just like humanized him. It was cool. Yeah. Um, so very, uh, very interesting there. Um, but Zeus is not happy. He readies the troops and he's like, we're going to Tanaka's casino, which is like confusing. Like, how do they know where to go? But anyway, they go. They're on their way. Um, And uh, to amplify the race against time, on the other hand of things, we have the fact that uh, the uh, government has decided to move up uh, the nuke uh, dropping on Las Vegas a full day. They're like, screw it. Everyone... To, like we're just moving this up. They were going to drop it on July fourth. Yeah. Which I guess they were like, that's not patriotic, patriotic or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? Um, but he um, he comes in uh, and the, the news anchor is like, yeah, we're moving it up a whole day, so we're dropping it in an hour and ten minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And this is supposed to build tension. Um, it didn't really do that. For yeah. Me. That's the thing, like, I liked when they said that, like, when the news anchor came on, I was like, oh, shit, it's like, they're going to move it up, or something's going to happen with the bomb, obviously, 
And then they said, okay, they're moving it up a day. And they're all like, we have one hour or about an hour, whatever it is, which is insane. I was like, oh shit, here we go. But then the rest of the movie is so slow still. They take their sweet ass time. It's like they have, they still had a day. So it, it didn't matter. And it, it annoyed me that I was like, all right, this scene alone has been an hour and they're still doing the same thing. Like in real life, this would have taken you like five hours. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I didn't need this in the movie. I much would have rathered. They left the nuke as it was. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't use it as a plot device to kind of, to be like, okay, more tension. Just like, let the, let the army uh, of zombies meet our, our ragtag group and just let them have it like fight it out, see if they can survive the whole nuke aspect to it just added something silly that ended up coming across goofy in the screenwriting. Um, yeah. And I think they could have used it to like explain why the rest of the movie was super high, like fast paced, but it wasn't. So. Nope. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a puzzling one. This is one I can't defend my boy Zach on. It's just, it's, uh, it's not good because this is where the movie again breaks out into another plot line that will follow that was a part of the original plot line, but you kind of forgot about it and you were like, this is going to come into play somehow. Just please, at this point in the movie, please forget about it. Like, just please. Um, but anyway, they, they get the news about the nuke. They go down at the, into the, the vault and they're like, hey, like, like, what's the ETA? And he's like, you just screwed me up. If I screw up again, it locks forever. And you're like, how many things are just going to pile up on this whole group? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, so it takes him 30 minutes to to crack uh, Gata Damarung. Um, but Dieter does it. He gets it opened. Um, and uh, so if you're keeping track in real time, that's 30 minutes of, I think it was an hour yeah. and 12 that they moved it up. So... 42 minutes now to make it out of Vegas alive. Um, and did you expect there to be money in the casino or, or in the vault? Or did you expect it to be just a joke? I thought it was going to be more of a joke. Like as they're about to open it, I was like, oh, there's probably no money in here. I feel like that would have been better. Yeah. Like like one final F you to the group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they open it and there's a crap ton of money in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start putting it together. Um, and while this is going on, um, well, first off, in the, did you notice the little Easter egg in the safe? No, uh, I don't think so. So in the top left of the safe, when they open the door and they show the, the, the group peeking in, there's mm-hmm. some film canisters on the left-hand side of the screen that are supposed to be the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Was that actually on purpose? Yes. Okay. Because there was an image that he posted on Instagram when like the whole hype for the movie was uh, being built mm-hmm. and it's the same exact film canister. So it's a hundred percent the Snyder cut, which I thought was funny. Um, but while this is going on, everyone's favorite daughter, Kate has snuck off to go find Gita because remember Kate came in, whether she was going to do it with her dad or by herself and die, mm-hmm. as she said, um, has ran off to find Gita and, just created another unnecessary difficulty for poor Dave Batista. Because <laughs> um, now he has to go and find his daughter in time and mm-hmm. I guess rescue Gita because I'm sure he's not going to be like, nah, that's it. We're leaving, right? Like there's a humanity aspect to what's going on here. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, he's got to go find her. Uh, she kind of sneaks by the rest of the zombies, which was like kind of cool, but also like holy shit! Like how did how did that happen? I would have yeah. thought the alphas were a little smarter to find her. Um, but she goes off to Olympus, and now the group has to figure out what to do um, to get the money, get Kate, and get out of Vegas alive before a tactile. Tact- nuclear device is dropped on the city. Um, and we're still not done with this movie. We're an hour into this episode and we're still not done with this movie. I know. Yeah. there's. I feel like that. I kept checking the time and it would be like 40 minutes left. I'm like, how? They only have two minutes left. Yeah. The, the thing about at this point in the movie, when I looked at it, I did the same thing you did. I was like, how much time is left in this movie? Yeah. And when I saw how much was left, I was like, okay, they're going to do something to redeem what they've done in this decision, right, at this point in the movie. And as we'll talk about up here, um, not particularly. Um, So uh, the entire group starts to to implode. They're trying to get the money out. Martin finally turns his back on the rest of the group and locks them out of of escaping um, as the alphas make their way down into the vault. Um, You get an awesome scene of, like, of, uh, of Scott and... Maria, because Maria's like, I've always like really loved you. I want to. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I I like this emotional. I like that part. I like that Scott. Yeah, because it was quick. Right. It wasn't just like, stop. There's a bomb coming, but I have to tell you how much I love you. Um, Yeah. I didn't mind that that they put this part in there because um, they're you know they're a a duo in the movie who's supposed to have history in this universe. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming with you. I'm going to save your daughter with you. Let's go. Um, and as the elevator door opens, the alpha zombies appear. And you're like, wait, hold on a second. They took the elevator. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, but anyway, um, she's like standing with uh, her back to Scott. And the zombies show up. And the zombie grabs her head and flips it 180, snapping her neck. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, shit, what the hell? And that was purely a passion kill because they didn't even like eat her at first. They just like snapped her neck and she fell and that was it. And I was like, oh. like this, now this is when the movie had me again. My jaw was dropped. I like the stakes were high again. For sure. It, there's some like um, goofy CGI of like her bones popping out of her neck that I didn't really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just like the shock of it when I was kind of bored. For sure. It was a nice little fun little jump moment to be like oh, yeah holy crap um poor guy for sure um just lost the love of his life again apparently right <laughs> in a split second he's like you want a date yeah sure great oh crap you're Ooh. dead that's terrible yeah um but yeah so the alpha zombies show up um i love that it's i i do love this aspect of the zombies that they're not like going to just eat them right they yeah. want de- they they want to kill them they fucked up um they totally. disrespected them. They killed their queen. Time to kill these these assholes who have disrespected our turf, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Martin in a bit because that's the best part of the movie. Um, yeah. But you get this awesome action sequence of Zeus, who is goofy as fuck. Let's be honest. He's wearing a helmet. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's got a cape and a spear. <laughs> 
The helmet was so stupid. It, it's it, it's stupid, but it's smart, right? Because it's like, oh, I die if I get my brain shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Definitely. it's all it's it's also silly. He's got like eye holes. You can like shoot him through the eye, and like <laughs> anyway. Um, Scott does this awesome action sequence of fighting the zombies, um, like that's choreographed with the zombies like dodging his knife moves, but also he grabs a zombie and smashes his head on the top of the ceiling. Um, awesome stuff. And they start to make their escape, um, and uh, Vandero um, gets kind of caught uh, behind as him and Dieter uh, go toe-to-toe with Zeus. And this scene is awesome. Zeus just kicks the shit out of Vandero, unfortunately. Um, But uh, to save his life, Dieter locks him in the safe um, as he closes the door. Well, I don't say lock, but he puts him in the safe. Right, yeah. Yeah. and we don't see what happens to, to Dieter. We assume he dies. Cause yeah. I, it's yeah. not going to be like, bro, what the hell? All right. Just get out of here, bro. Like you just screwed this up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so that's going on, but we, we go to our boy, Martin, uh, who's trying to yeah. get out of town. Uh, and this is the best part of the movie. I don't think this is the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, definitely. So he, what happens? He realizes that he doesn't have the head anymore, right? Um, I think that. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, that's like how. That's like what he. I think that he's like distracted when he goes outside because he opens up the bag and then there's just nothing in there. Yeah, the money counters in there because Coyote <laughs> swapped the two after seeing what he did to get the queen's head. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't even notice when that happened. I don't know if they showed it. I don't know. She, she like looked at him, um, mm-hmm. and this was a part of the movie. Where I was like, "Is Coyote just like fully against the group now, or does she have morals?" Yeah. Like, it, it, what happens is she's, I guess, sympathetic with the zombies. Yeah, um, because she takes the head out, puts it in a different bag, and puts the the money counter in his bag. He goes to escape, um, and he's like, "Crap, I don't have it." But then. <laughs> Our girl Valentine shows up, zombie tiger, and mm-hmm. there's there's bits of the movie where he's like Martin is clearly not happy that they turned a tiger into a zombie. Um, <laughs> he m- must be a big animal rights activist. I don't know. Uh, totally. But uh, this man gets the shit kicked out of him by this tiger, and it is amazing. Uh, he gets thrown around a bunch, uh, and he's ready to die. And you're like, how are you going to kill this dude? Uh, well, you're going to maul his face off. Uh, and you get a big pool of brains and guts coming out of his head and blood and not really guts because it's his brain. But yeah, uh, I loved this kill. This is the best kill of the entire movie. Yeah, I did too. I just love the zombie tiger. I want like a little like plush doll of her. She's just so cool and cute. Where is that? Like that is like prime merch opportunity. I know. That's what I was hoping they would do, but I haven't seen anything. Trust me. I looked. Zach. Come on, hit us up. We got the, I'm sure someone thought of that, but we, we, to our knowledge, we're the first to come up with it. So, yeah, um, yeah, he dies, uh, and Martin is dead. That that whole plot is over. Like, don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, we are now focused on the group trying to make it out of Vegas, and also Scott going to get um, Kate. Um, so. The group makes it to the the roof. Um, as they're trying to leave, uh, they come across. Uh, a casino floor uh, ridden of zombies. And this is the best action scene of the movie by far um, with 
all of these zombies just stomping and taking over this this casino floor and Scott is jumping from table to table just taking down a bunch of zombies with mm-hmm. Mikey Guzman um this scene is awesome this is everything i wanted from this movie it's very reminiscent to um the the gun shop mall chase sequence in Dawn of the Dead um, yeah mm-hmm. this whole bit is absolutely awesome what do you think of of this is like the big action set piece of the movie yeah, I really liked it. I just felt like I was kind of tired at this point. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so I kind of just wish that we had something this big towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I don't know why they waited that long to do that. Yeah, because I was just like, I was waiting for it to kind of end at this point, And I wanted everything to be wrapped up. Also, you're thinking like they only had like 40 minutes or whatever left a long time ago. <laughs> Time's a ticking. This whole sequence probably took like a half hour. Yeah, a long time. Definitely a long time. Um, but they make it to the roof safely. Uh, there's a little bit of an elevator scene uh, with Coyote, uh, Scott, and someone else. I can't, or maybe it's just them too. But I thought mm-hmm. there was going to be a fun callback to the Dawn of the Dead when they're all in the elevator going down to the parking garage. And mm. um, the actor who plays Doug Stamper in House of the Cards, uh, House of Cards, I can't remember his name, but, he, you know. They just the mall, the mall is gone. They're going down to get to the their escape buses, and he's like, "I like this song." And it's just, <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a fun reference. There, they should have done that. Yeah, that, that would have been really fun. Um, but anyway, they get to the roof. Um, and the, uh, meanwhile, um, we're Marianne has been showed a couple times trying to get this helicopter to start, and it's a piece of junk. Um, yeah. And uh, Red Letter Media pointed this out, <laughs> and I didn't notice it, but. That might be a Star Wars reference when she goes to the top of the of the the casino and she sees the helicopter. She walks. She goes, "What a piece of junk!" And when uh, Luke walks into um, in Episode Four and he goes, he looks at the Millennium Falcon, and goes, "What a hunk of junk!" And I'm like, "Yeah, no way did he do that on purpose. There's no way." I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, again, the the Snyder zombie, whatever. Um, the the theories they're just they're flying all over the place <laughs> trying to redeem all the bad parts about this movie. Uh-huh. Um, they get to the roof um, and he's like, "Yeah, we got." There, there, he's like, "No, there is no money. Like all the money's gone." Uh, yeah. Th- at this point, it's no like, point. shit. Like, let's just leave, I guess. Um, yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no! I got to go get my daughter." Um, he's like, "Okay," and uh, Marianne's like, "Okay, I'll drop you off there," I guess. Um, but as Coyote is starting to get, uh, into the, the helicopter, Zeus shows up, um, and she buys time and reveals that she swapped the, 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 the mm-hmm. queen's head. Um, and he's and like holding it to gunpoint. Um, it's like, this is what you want. Right. And like trying to distract Zeus. So, uh, Scott and Marianne can get out safely, which is cool. I like that. Like Coyote's kind of okay. atone, atoning for her sins of the movie and why, um, they're at this point. Um, and you get this moment where Zeus is like, I have a spear. And he just throws it and impales her on the wall. Yeah. Boosh. Awesome. Fucking yeah. amazing. That was that was really good. I was like, oh, shit. Um, at this point, it's like late in the movie. So I feel like they're like, all right, we can just kill off anyone. But I do love those types of unexpected kills elsewhere in the movie. Would have appreciated it. But I did appreciate this one. 
For sure. Uh, it's a sad death. I loved Coyote in this movie. Right, yeah. One of the most interesting characters by far when it comes to sympathizing with the zombies and respecting their way of life, but also understanding, like, you know, don't don't walk on our turf. Or don't disrespect us, we won't disrespect you. That whole yeah. bit yeah. of it. Um, but in doing so, as Zeus is trying to recover the head of his queen, of course, um, she drops the head. And the head falls however many stories down to the ground and explodes in a bunch of gooey nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, that was sad. It was like, damn, now this man is really, really angry. Yeah, it's like your wife is double dead now, essentially. Um, and that pisses him off. Somehow he knows to go back to Olympus because that's where they're going. I know, uh, yeah. Which is silly. Um, this movie is still not over at this point. Um, yeah. Um, they go to Olympus. Marianne drops him off and... You know, there's like this bit of like, is she going to leave him? Is she not? Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Um, and we finally see Kate is navigating through this massive casino apartment hotel area mm-hmm. uh, and magically finds Gita very quickly. I know. Yeah. Very convenient. This is bad screenwriting right here. This is very yeah. bad screenwriting. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. Time to get out of here. And guess who's back? <laughs> guess who shows up in the final 10 minutes of the scene? Who is it, Natalie? Zeus. No, it's Mr. Burt Cummings. Oh. <gasps> no, yeah, and he's zombified now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he gets fought off pretty easily, uh, and he dies Thank a stupid, God. he dies a normal zombie death. He gets shot in the head. I know. It was like they shouldn't have even had him in here, because at this point, there's like zero minutes left. When um, when Scott told Peters that he, they had to go find Kate, she asked, like, how much time do we have? And he said, nine minutes. Yeah. It's like, impossible. Not going to happen. But it does. And so much more. Very confusing. Um, so, anyway. He dies. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you could have just been like, whatever. Like, he got taken off by the rest I of the know. zombies. And we never saw him again. That's yeah. that's totally fine, but also that's also really bad screenwriting because you're just showing something and not bringing a conclusion to it. It's um whatever that film theory thing is. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. But it's like if you're going to introduce something, you need to bring it yeah, to a close. Follow through. Yeah, follow Yeah. But with this, it was just not necessary because so many other things were going on and apparently they only had a couple minutes left. So it's like, no. That's your biggest gripe with this movie is the, is the lack of regard of time. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but so obviously then they get Kate. She's fine. And Gita too. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite parts is when they're all on the helicopter ready to go. And of course, Zeus just jumps right on it. I like, okay. So I thought that was cool. It's cool, but it's also like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Because as Scott is like, one, he knows exactly where to race to and what floor to go to. So we're doing that stupid hotel thing again to, to get his yeah. daughter. Uh, and the door just happens to be blocked by a couple of mattresses. Um, he shows up and Zeus is there and he shoots a grenade launcher at him and there's a massive explosion. And you're like, yeah, obviously that's not how Zeus dies, but like, like, why are we doing that if he's going to show up again in a fake, in a false death like two minutes later, like that quickly? Um, yeah, I know. So they, they get loaded onto the plane, and, you know, like, Peters could have just, like, lifted the plane and just, like, flew away. No, she tilted that shit and let him jump in as easy as it could be. 
I know that was really stupid, but it was really badass. Just walking, watching him with ease, just like yeah, he's like, oh, excuse me, coming through. It's like walking on a tr- on a crowded train. It's like, excuse me, yeah, excuse me. Um, uh, yeah, he jumps in. We get a little bit of a, a fight action sequence because, of course, you need to have Big Dave Batista take on Zeus in some kind mm-hmm. of some kind of combat. Um, and this is awesome. I like the close quarters combat aspect yeah. of this. Um, I'm glad it wasn't some like stupid like sunset in the background on top of a roof, like hand to hand WWE champion versus zombie. What are we doing? Um, yeah, I like that they were in the helicopter. It just like the stakes. The stakes are raised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not forget all the other stakes that they added to this movie 20 minutes ago. All the stakes now were important. <laughs> Yeah, but actually though. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, in in the combat, uh, Dave gets bitten. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go between calling him Scott and it's Dave. Hot. It, it's it's Batista. His fictional name is terrible. The full thing, Scott Ward. Just call him Batista. If they called him Batista, I would have totally believed it. <laughs> um, and he gets bitten, but he eventually does get the better of Zeus, and he shoots his head off. Digital, gory CGI stuff. Awesome. Um, Very good. But you get again this whole blue tinted aspect to it. You're like, the hell's going on here? Why does he have blue blood? Um, and uh, yeah, they're like, okay, time to go. You know, they did a fake out with like, is Peter's there? Did she leave? I, blah, blah, blah. I hated that. Stupid. Um, yeah. They fly away. The nuke is coming into town, uh, and the nuke hits, blows up Las Vegas, and unfortunately, their helicopter crashes because of course, because of course. Um, I'm glad that it did though instead of having it just be like they conveniently got out unscathed again oh, yeah. it's just like I've seen it done in like Call of Duty Resident Evil oh, yeah. it's just like it's so tropey at this point um, but they, they crash land Peters dies which I was like fuck Mew movie god damn it of all the people we've got to this point now you're going to kill Peters whatever um, yeah but Scott has turned into a zombie and there's a whole big uh, moment between him and his daughter talking about, you know, here's some money that I snuck out. This is enough to restart your life, whatever, yada, 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 whatever he says, or maybe he says yeah. it, it wasn't enough, but whatever. doesn't matter mm-hmm. at this point in the movie. Um, and uh, she shoots uh, Scott in the head. She kills her own dad, which is supposed to be like, I guess some kind of symbolic thing. Cause Scott killed, her mother and yeah. he killed Scott. It's not like some revenge thing, but it's just no. a very sad family tale, I guess. Yeah. It was definitely a sad moment. I feel like a lot of times when you have to kill a family member because they turn into a zombie, it's not ever that emotional because it's like you got to just do it and keep going. And then later on, you're like, oh, shit, they have a lot of trauma right now because of that. But this felt like very heavy, like she couldn't do it. And it, they gave it enough time that I appreciated it, um, especially because I knew, I thought the movie was about to be over. So I was like, all right, if that's the ending, then sure, give it like, you know, a couple minutes and make it sad. Okay. I was also, I told you this, I was really hoping that Dave Batista would be the only one who survived the crash and then he would be the last zombie to restart it. But that's not what happened. That would have been cool. I, I also would have liked if just like in a, in a way that he'd, is the only survivor, but he's not a zombie. He just like, I just risked everything for something that doesn't money is important in life. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Money can't buy you happiness, but money can make life easier for, for people. Um, And 
in some kind of symbolic way, he risked everything, but he lost everybody. Um, and he came out with no money. I thought that would have been like a very depressing twist, but also I would have understood it because it's a, it's a zombie movie, right? It's supposed to be yeah. end of times. Um, the, again, I don't mind it. I felt the emotion there. I, I also liked that it wasn't like dwelled on. I hate when characters like, oh no, my dad's a zombie. Do I shoot him? Do I not shoot? Like it's a zombie. Yeah, you have to shoot. I feel him. like it was a good enough time. Like they, it slowed down for a second, but it wasn't like overkill. Agreed. Um, so I like that. It's just that everybody's least favorite character in the movie was the daughter, and the, and the daughter is the one who walks away from everything, um, which is frustrating because there's a part of this movie in the in the in the first ending essentially again there's still like five to seven minutes of this movie left yeah um, it's more than that yeah maybe 10 yeah um, yeah is so the, the helicopter crashes she shoots her dad she starts to leave because there are other army helicopters coming in to, to pick up i guess survivors or whatever but no one's yeah. surviving a nuclear blast um yeah, it was weird that like a hes- a rescue would come because no one knew they were there, right. and they're gonna go rescue the zombies that didn't die. Like, huh? Like, I guess the 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 camp is there outside of Vegas, yeah. but they would have evacuated them already. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, no um, idea. The helicopters show up, right? And you're just left there with the daughter. Where the fuck is Gita? I think she died. They don't show her dead. <laughs> Yeah, I think she died in the helicopter crash. Can you? Are you fucking kidding me? I know that was so stupid. Oh my god! Like it's one thing for like the money to never amount to anything, okay? But then for the whole rescue of the daughter who was made out to be very, very annoying, that whole thing doesn't even work out either. It's like. Yeah, it's just very frustrating. Um, but that's the ending they went with. the third act of this movie like is supposed to be the best part of it essentially and it just it slows everything down there are some awesome parts the casino fight sequence uh the the fight sequence in the vault um mm-hmm. the valentine killing martin um and coyote's death is all awesome it's just like it's so much at this point that i wish somebody either wrote this movie for Zach or with Zach or someone stepped in and was like, Zach, chill out, bro. Like now you got to chill, like just chill a little bit on some of the shit, bro. Yeah. Cause I felt like he obviously directed it, but I think that he wrote the screenplay with other people. I don't think it was just him. So I don't know. I don't know, but, <laughs> but anyway, was, the movie's not over people. Um, <laughs> And and then we have like five to ten minutes left. Again, this is a long episode. This is the longest episode we're going to do ever. Uh, we're never going to review a movie this in depth again. I promise. Um, but uh, the the ending credits start to play out, and you think in your back of your mind, wait a second, wasn't my guy Vandero locked in the safe? Like, what's mm-hmm. the deal? Oh well, guess what? He's alive. He didn't yeah. die, and he got all of the money, um, which I thought was like a fun twist at the end because. He was one of my favorite characters, and I wanted him to make it out alive. Um, yeah. More so than some other ones. Um, but, like, more so than the daughter, for sure, unfortunately. Whatever. I don't care. Um, and uh, he emerges from the, the ruin of this uh, this nuclear wasteland that is now Las Vegas. Um, 
And as everybody has pointed out, hello, radiation poisoning? No? Yeah, that was the first. Like, what is going on here? Um, but uh, he's got a fuck ton of money now. He's He's got f- what, what I like to call fuck you money. That's what he's got. Um, yeah, he's rolling in it. Rolling in the dough. And where does he go, Natalie? What what happens now? I want you to explain this part because I hate this. I hate this. Um, which part? So, yeah. So he's rolling in it now, about to start a new life type of thing. So he decides he's going to go to Mexico City and he has a private plane. Basically, this part was just weird, but I think there was good tension. We all knew what was going to happen. Like, someone has to be the next zombie, and now there's five minutes left of the movie, so it's obviously going to be him. This is, like, his story. So he's on the private plane. Um, He has, like, the stewardesses with him, whatever. He's, like, celebrating, um, wants to drink champagne with them. And it's like you're getting a weird vibe because they're like, no, I don't think we should. And then they're like, fuck it. Let's just do it. And it's like, "Uh uh-oh, okay. Um, But before they can celebrate, he is just, like, about to pass out and looks really, really sick. So it's like okay, he obviously got bit, not sure when. Also, I don't know why it took so long to affect him. But you just, you know what's going to happen now. Yeah, so he goes into the bathroom, he reveals the zombie bite on his arm, um, which like you said. Which was like very minor, so I was thinking like maybe because it was a small bite, it took a long time. doesn't make any sense, just trying to rationalize here. It doesn't make any sense also for the fact that we never saw him get bit. There was no moment yeah. in that fight scene with Zeus where I was scared that he was going to get bit. He was just getting his ass handed to him in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he gets bit. He doesn't turn. Like, like how long does it take to turn the zombies? Um, it can't be long because Mr. Burt Cummings turned into a zombie pretty damn quickly. Yeah, and it can't be that long. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about with the stewardesses, right? That yeah. And the 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 lady at the desk in the the private airport or whatever, they like didn't believe him or something like that, right? It was just fucking bizarre. It's just like I'd like to rent that plane, please. And yeah, like, that's a private plane, sir. Someone owns that plane. And he goes, okay, here's fuck you money. And I'm yeah. and, and she's like, okay, let me see what I can do. And I was like, in what world are you accepting money to fuck over somebody who owns something? Yeah, that was really weird. It seemed like it was like, because I guess he was all disheveled and everything from what happened. So he rolls up and I I, th- I took it as the woman was like, you can't afford to do this. And then right. he was like, here I can. I, that was, yeah, very weird. Very strange. Um, weird, just dialogue again. Again, yeah. That and the stewardess is just being like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let's have a drink on the job. I'm just like, what? I don't, yeah, it was really weird. Very strange, but we all know that they're going to get turned into zombies eventually, anyway. Um, yeah, and perhaps Mex- Mexico City is the next place for this big zombie outbreak. Um, but uh, or he's going to be the target of like the army because obviously the army want the ability to control uh, an army of the dead, and mm-hmm. he would be turning into an alpha essentially. Um, what's interesting um, about this is that. Uh, at a point in the movie, you see that he has an Omega symbol on his chest. Mm-hmm. So, like, Alpha, Omega, is that supposed to mean something? Probably. Like, it has to, right? You would think so. But also, like, Zach, at this point in the movie, what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah. So at this point, I was just ready for it to be over. I didn't mind the ending. I just wanted it so badly to be over that it didn't have the effect that it would have if you know I wasn't waiting for it to be over. Me too. Um, and man, like the, I started. I'll end this review the same way I started this review, and then we can talk about a little bit about the fan theories. Um, I wanted. I want to love this movie. I want to yeah. love it. But again, it just keeps slapping me in the face and being like, why are you coming back to me? Leave me alone. You don't deserve me. Yeah. Go away. Go away. <laughs> I know. I really wanted to love it as well. And I liked it. Like I did not dislike it. Um, but I also don't really care if I love it or not. It's just, it's whatever at this point, it was just exhausting to watch. And like, it didn't keep my attention the whole time to where I'm just like, Eh, it was a wash. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead for me is still his his best zombie movie after watching this. Um, you know, I would still recommend it to people. I still think it's worth the watch. It is mm-hmm. like all of Zack Snyder's films. It's a gorgeous film. Um, the set pieces are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does some interesting things with uh, with uh, focusing and 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 uh, and some of the, the the directing and the scenes, which some people might hate. I liked it. I liked it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I like how you're, you know, when they introduce the queen, you know, everything around the queen is blurry. You're supposed to be focusing on this creature. I really liked that. Um, the choreography was great. It's just, it gets bogged down in crappy screenwriting at times. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that he directed it super, super well. And there were a lot of good scenes, but too long dialogue was pretty bad and i did not like the pacing yeah out of 10 um (laughs) i feel like six is too harsh but maybe it's six so do i i feel like six i was gonna give it an eight until the daughter ran off once the daughter ran off my rating dropped immensely um yeah which sucks because i think i think a six is too harsh I know. And I but think like a, a seven. seven a seven is also weird. Maybe a seven. I also hate giving points like six. I know, six point five now, stupid. Like do we give it a seven? Yeah, I feel like a seven A seven is fine. A seven, yeah. Six is like harsh. Six is too close to five. Like how about a letter grade? I think a, I think a B minus is a good letter grade. Yeah, I think so too. That also calls into question, like if you're going to give a B minus, give a six point five, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have more discussion about this than the actual intricacies of the movie. Um, I know, right? So yeah, six point five B minus. Um, you know, I want it to be like a seven or an eight. It's just it falls short in so many areas. Um, what started to bring my grade back up like why i was willing to give it a seven is because the universe is so interesting and all the things that he includes in it which Mm -hmm. have led to these fan theories um uh, vandero is i think one of the top three characters in this film when it comes to dialogue the uh the other three i mean you could have pick your lot here when it comes to vandero uh dieter uh the coyote and marianne um Mm -hmm. Marianne doesn't really have that much screen time, of course, because she was green screened in. Um, I wonder if they cut any other scenes that Chris D'Elia was in. Probably, yeah, because she was really MIA through the entire thing, just like waiting for them. But yeah. the scenes she was in, she absolutely killed it. She was such a good character. 
for sure. Just I guess based on screen time, I, Vandero, Dieter, and Lily were my three favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vandero, uh, as they're trying to get to the safe and get rid of the non-lethal deterrents, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. they are, they see these corpses, and the corpses are dressed exactly as our main characters are. And Vandero goes into this long spiel about how time is a never-ending loop, and that is them dead in another timeline. And now they are here and they are progressing further as to where they need to go to. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But also continue, please just keep going. Please keep saying what you were saying. Cause this is blowing my mind. Yeah. That is really weird. Isn't that interesting? Like, is, is this just like a, a, an infinite time loop in which Tanaka has sent the same people over and over again and they've failed multiple times to get into the safe, but this is the time that they will do it because of X, Y, and Z or for whatever reason. I mean, that would be cool. I don't know. Or is it just a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> I know. I wish that like um, Zack Snyder would like react to some of the fan theories, but I haven't read anywhere that he has, at least yet. Yeah, uh, I mentioned the aliens in the beginning with Area 51 and the apparent two UFOs that fly across the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue blood leads people to believe that there are multiple types of zombies, um, like the alphas are not from this planet, uh, and somehow you know it was turned into the... Um, that's what led to the creation of the Shamblers and everything like that. Um, there's also a theory that there are robot zombies... Uh, because of one scene in the casino fight when Batista is shooting zombies. Um, one, I don't know if it was like just an effects editing thing that they did, but a zombie gets shot in the face and it looks like he's a robot. Did you notice that at all? Not really. It's not important. Trust me. (laughs) But people believe there's, I don't know. Again, I'm, I am uh, uh, Homer Simpson to this man at this point. Um, but there's that theory. There's that there's aliens, robots and regular zombies. I don't know. Um, the time travel theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I think those are the two main ones. Uh, the, the references now that pop up in this movie that, Red Letter Media, who is awesome. If you guys have not listened to a Red Letter Media review, go watch them. They are hilarious. Um, They pointed out like five times in this movie that Mm -hmm. this movie is aliens, like reincarnated. (laughs) Because like moments where the coyote is like, you don't see them. You don't see the the zombies fucking themselves over. Right. And Mm -hmm. Ripley says, you don't see the you don't see themselves screwing each other over with the aliens, which is like the xenomorphs. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. And, uh, Martin is very much like the character from aliens that they pointed out. Um, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember, but the one who fucks them over, mm-hmm. um, there's the whole helicopter fake out in both aliens and army of the dead at the end where it's like, you left us they're like, Oh no, I'm here. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's like, it's tough just because I feel like all of these things happen in like very, like almost every action movie. I know. Like they could be tropes. They could be like, is it a trope? Is it a ripoff? Is it uh, an homage to it? Like, I guess wherever you stand on Zack Snyder, that's will be your opinion of, of these things in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to think they're homages. I think they're fun callbacks. 
Um, I would like to throw my own fan theory into the the, the ring here um, okay. that Chambers is named after Rebecca Chambers, the famous character from Resident Evil. I'm just going to okay. throw that in there. Um, probably not, but <laughs> I'll throw that one in there. Uh, and yeah, that Star Wars hunk of junk thing is 100% right out of Star Wars. That, yeah, that has to be. That has to be. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think I've exhausted my brain when it comes to Army of the Dead. Same. I didn't have too much to say about it, and now I have zero. Yeah, I'm sorry for everybody who listened to me ramble um, (laughs) and just didn't let Natalie just go ahead and just kind of explain this movie in five minutes because she totally could have. Um, It's it's a long movie. I think everything that we talked about is worth mentioning because yeah, if we kind of if you glance over some things, it doesn't sound like a bad movie. Um, (laughs) But you you kind of have to explain everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I completely agree. So 6.5, not the worst, not the best. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a, a prequel coming out following Dieter called Army of Thieves, um, which I'm excited for because I thought uh, – I'll try it again. Matthias Schweighofer. Schweighofer? Okay. Uh, anyway, I thought he was amazing in this movie. I thought yeah. he was hilarious. Um, and that is coming to Netflix too, right? Correct. Uh, and then we're also getting an anime, which – the lot, yeah, Lost Vegas. Yeah, well, crazy. We have a like. Is this going to be a massive movie universe moving forward? I would assume not. Yeah, um, based on like how this movie has been received, I feel like everyone's kind of like, well, I, obviously people that have <laughs> Zack Snyder hate with their pitchforks, but I feel like for the most part, the general consensus is like, eh. yeah, who knows? I mean. What I like about the the Las Vegas anime, like one people know, I've talked about it before. I'm a big anime buff once again. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming straight to Netflix as well. Uh, and Netflix animation has a, a pretty strong track record when it comes to some of their releases. Um, yeah. And most of the cast is returning. You have uh, Dave coming back as Scott. Um, uh, Maria Cruz is returning. Uh, Marianne Peters, Tignus Harrell will be in it again. Uh, Omari Hardwick, Christian... Slater is joining as a character named Torrance. Um, hmm. Harry Lennox is joining as a character named Borman. Um, Vanessa yeah, Hudgens. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, Jenna Malone. Um, Nolan oh. North. Ray Porter. Uh, Joe Mangiolano. Uh, well, no, I never say his name correctly. Joe Mangin. Manganello, the guy. Wait, I'm not. I haven't uh, seen it, but yeah. the guy from. Um... I'll see it here, yeah. <laughs> Joe Man Manginello? Yeah. Man Joe. <laughs> Alcide. That's a, he'll always be Alcide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for the anime sequel. Um there's not many great zombie anime series that I've seen. Um the animated Resident Evil stuff comes to mind, but I'm willing to let Zach make more stuff in this universe and try to do whatever he wants to do. I don't care. I'll watch it. I'm just a sucker for zombies. Same. I'll watch it. I don't think he like ruined his reputation or anything like that with this movie. Like, no, I still like him. I have nothing against him. It just wasn't amazing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then uh, the the army, the army of thieves will be more of like a um, – romantic comedy heist film it's being described as with zombies um Dieter is directing it the real life guy Matthias Schweighofer again 
Maybe that was closer. Um, yeah. but, but also uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, will, will be in the movie as well. So that is our extensive review of Army of the Dead. If you sat through the entire thing, I thank, thank you, you for listening to me <laughs> ramble. Natalie, I apologize to you for sitting here and listening to me ramble about this movie. No apology necessary. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let us know what you think in the reviews. Uh, and you can tweet at both of us. I'm at Odd Slice, and Natalie is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know if you agreed with us. If you have a completely different take about why it was amazing or why it was terrible, For sure. let us know. We're, we're interested. Is, is there a reason why you have two A's at the end of your Twitter handle? Because one A was taken. There's another Natalie Zamora in the world? There are many. Oh, shit. Go look them all. That that, that plays into the infinite time loop theory that Vander was talking about. Yeah. Maybe there's another Natalie Zamora with the horror podcast out there. (laughs) Probably. Uh, So, yeah, thank you again for listening. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. So we'll see you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.